I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody in Ōtautahi Christchurch. And Kim, Zero is shedding hundreds of tech jobs. Kia ora Charlotte. Wellington-based software accounting firm Zero is to cut 700 to 800 jobs to cut costs and improve profits. Chief Executive Sakinda Singh Cassidy says the cuts and other restructuring are needed to set the firm up for its next phase of growth. Zero has more than 4,500 staff around the world, mainly in New Zealand, Australia, North America and the UK. There were no details on where the losses will occur, other than that they, other than that they they would be across all parts of the businesses of the business and in all regions. Ms. Singh Cassidy says the cuts are needed to streamline and simplify the company. We have made strong progress in executing our strategy. However, as we aspire to build an even higher performing global SaaS company and to enable Zero's next phase of growth, as well as drive better customer outcomes, it's clear we need to streamline and simplify our organization. These changes will adjust our operating cost base as we balance growth and profitability. We will continue to reinvest in strategic priorities while taking a robust approach to capital allocation that supports longer-term value creation. The cuts are expected to cost the company between $25 and $35 million. Zero will also divest the Australian-based Waddle lending platform, which were bought in 2020, that will result in a write-off of $30 to $40 million. Better information will be provided about how tight the country's power supply is as the electricity sector prepares for potential winter disruptions. The Electricity Authority is pushing ahead with a number of options to better manage potential supply issues during times of peak demand. It's warning that tight peak supply conditions may be more frequent this winter due to the power system being in transition with more intermittent renewable renewable generation. Chief Executive Sarah Gillies says one option will be ready for this winter, people will receive better information from TransPower about how tight the supply and demand situation is forecast to be. What we've done is look at how um, the information that's available can be um, made more clearly. So, you know, publishing more information, I guess. What we've what we've kind of identified with this issue is that it really is about um, not having the right information at the right time. So a number of the options that we've considered are really focused on how we can give people better notice and better information ahead of time to make better decisions. The Electricity Authority will work on four other potential options in time for winter, including providing forecast spot prices in case of sensitive demand. An independent fuel company is disputing whether Wellington motorists pay the highest fuel prices in the country. The Commerce Commission's latest fuel monitoring report found Wellington residents pay the highest fuel prices in the country, while Christchurch and Tauranga have the lowest average prices. And fuel prices vary significantly, with a difference of more than 30 cents between the cheapest and most expensive diesel in Auckland. The Commission has monitored the sector since a law changed to improve transparency and competition in the market came into force in 2020. Waitomo Chief Executive Jimmy Ormsby says they have five sites dotted around the Wellington region and their fuel is priced competitively. I think it must be the statistics, you know, the devil's in the detail. There must be some other retail sites from some of our competitors that are higher priced that are pushing that average up in the Wellington region. Because not only Watomo, but there's other discount operators that are operating in the region as well. So I suppose it just encourages people to shop around, make sure they get the best price and support the companies that are bringing competition to the market.
Jimmy Ormsby says fuel prices will vary across regions and across their 60-odd retail sites nationwide, but that reflects competitive tension in the market. Social, sporting and community incorporated groups are facing the biggest regulatory shake-up in more than a century. A new Incorporated Societies Act is coming into force, replacing a law passed in 1905, updating the way such societies are run and accountable to members. Clubs New Zealand says organisations will need to make changes and adopt best practice and modern governance structures, such as new constitutions. Chief Executive Larry Graham says they've drawn up a model constitution to help clubs, which are often run by volunteers with limited or no experience. We're looking to make sure that we get our members uh, off on the right track. Now, bear in mind, they have to transition over to this new Incorporated Societies Act. If they don't, well, then they're unlikely to get the licences required to run a club such as a class four gaming and the sale and supply of alcohol. So it's a big deal for us. Clubs New Zealand Chief Executive Larry Graham. Let's head to the markets now. For the latest, we're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Mark. How's the NZX looking? Yeah, good afternoon, Kim. Now, look, the NZX 50 has opened up relatively uh, subdued this morning. It's close to unchanged at 11,851 points. Uh, I guess a couple of the notable performers, though, have been A2 Milk. That's up over 1% and it's continuing its recent run at $7.42. We've also got uh, Oceania, so in the retirement sector there, that's down about 1%, trading at $0.74. Pushpay, which has been in the news recently around potential acquisition, uh, that's down about 2.25%, trading at $1.25 and Tourism Holdings uh, that's down close to 2% trading at $4.02 so a bit of a mixed bag on the open. And heading to the Australian 200 index how is it looking especially with zero after that announcement? Yeah, look, the markets uh, acted very favourably to, you know, Zero announcing that they're cutting 15% of their workforce. It's actually up over 10% trading at $86.50, so a very positive uh, response from the market. Uh, the S&P ASX 200, that is trading at around uh, 7,311 points. So again, much like the New Zealand market, close to unchanged. Uh, a couple of other notable names there, Rio Tinto, that's down about 4%, trading at $119.85. And BHP Billiton, that's also down close to 3% trading at $46.26. How's our dollar looking? Uh, so the dollar is sort of holding holding firm against the US dollar. It did dip below 61 cents at one point, but now back at 61.10. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, we're at 92.70. Against the yen, 83.88. Against the sterling, 51.60. Against the euro, we're at 57.90. With the New Zealand Trade Weighted Index currently at 70 and a half. And that just leaves interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, sure. So interest rates, three-month bank bills, uh, they're trading at five and a quarter percent. We've got 10-year government bonds, they're yielding 4.63%. In terms of oil, so West Texas Intermediate, that is at US $70.54 a barrel. And finally, gold, that is trading at US dollars 1814 an ounce. Oh, kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business.